What's up, Digital Marketing Lab Podcast? This is William, and it's rainy out here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so I thought, you know what? What's been on my mind? Well, today's topic is for business owners. It's called Mind Your Own Business. And how are we going to do that? We're going to mind our own business through strategy and innovation. I know a lot of people that are jumping back into the innovation and changing their strategy all the time. This happens all the time. So the topics we're going to cover, growth horizon, strategy and innovation. I'll give you my example. Innovation, reallocation of resources, and then the 1,000-foot view. So if you didn't know, a lot of authors like to look at business over a growth horizon. Oftentimes, they'll say horizon one is the first year, and that's where you're extending and defending your current business. You've picked up contracts. You've picked up clients. They're happy with you. You're starting to gain some momentum. You've got cash flow. Yay, you're in the black. Oh, maybe not. Year one, probably not. It's okay. Horizon two. Years two and three. You're going to modify parts of your business model, right? We're starting to see things that make more money, things that are a little bit easier, things that clients like, want, and need, and maybe even competitive advantages in regard to our own strengths and our own abilities. And then Horizon 3, after three years, guess what? It's time to consider a new business model, right? How can we change? How can we add to? What can we complement or implement That really puts us kind of in a new category. So those are kind of a generic growth horizon. And so how we're going to mind our own business is we're going to think through those phases about strategy and innovation. And a lot of studies often show that these are the two primary contributors to sustained financial excellence and competitive advantage. So 2014, I started a shaved ice stand, right? It was the best of the best Tulsa 2014, and it's been runner-up ever since. We opened up one stand, and then I opened up two more stands, and then I found myself driving all over the state just to supply products to these stands, right? So no longer after the first year was I working in the stand and growing it, I was now the delivery guy. I moved myself out of the stands. I had training videos. All the employees would watch the training videos. I had worksheets of completion for open and close. And so, and I would also work the stand. Well, then I had two toddlers and that working till 9 p.m. every day didn't make any more sense. So I added a website and an event trailer. And so my website through good solid SEO started to dominate the incumbents. And also the franchisees here. So then all of a sudden I had all this event revenue. I was everywhere, five places in one day. And guess what? I made a whole lot more gross and took home a whole lot less net. And so slowly I learned where to be and how to get a better pricing model. In fact, I realized that I was just fulfillment. I was no longer going to be taking any risk. And so... Ever since that first year of events, I just started making people prepay for their events. It's their event. It's their party. They're inviting people. It's not my risk. And so then all of a sudden, we had all these prepaid events. It was fantastic. And I knew I no longer wanted to expand through adding stands because there was additional cost of doing business. There were additional costs invested in every single build and running it throughout the year and rent that was year-round and insurance that was year-round. So I started expanding through swimming pools and splash pads and then 
football stadiums. After the season was over, kids went back to school. I would then repurpose all my machines to the football stadiums and all the local high schools, and I built them branded menus, and all they had to do was buy the sugar from me. So I went, this was my strategy. It changed. It was innovation, right? Strategy and innovation. They're oftentimes those two primary contributors to financial excellence. Had I just gone the traditional stand model, I would have failed like every other stand that pops in one year and is gone the next year. Yes, the stands were great, but they were very much seasonal and daily seasonal on top of that. When I added a stand with an optimized website and social media and digital marketing presence, I now had this additional layer of income. So when the stand in the season or the day's weather stunk, I had a prepaid event for $1,000, and we were there making it in the rain whether people showed up or not. And then we added all the splash pads and the swimming pools, and now I had no cost of doing business, no employees, and now I had revenue for, for sugar sales coming in all throughout the years, and I had those layers of checks coming in. So mind your own business. There's so many different forms of cash flow in all of our businesses. So think through the lenses of innovation, right? Defined most simply as creating new value for customers. It begins with insight. And so this whole time I was looking for insights. I was looking for opportunities and needs by the clients. And so what I identified very quickly were company picnics, weddings, birthday parties, snowball fights, uh, people working in, in pipeline companies out here in Oklahoma. They're working in hot factories all day. Well, all I had to do is contact these pipe companies and say, hey, I'll come out every lunch. You'll pay this small fee of $250. I'll come out for an hour, twice a week, and boom, we'll, we'll make your people happy and they'll stay longer. And guess what? It worked. So these insights often center on a solution to a problem or ways to fulfill an unmet need of a customer. So these customers wanted to probably give their employees ice creams or uh, popsicles or just kind of like a break from the day. There was a need there probably by HR and business owners. And guess what? Here we are, kind of like an option for these people where they've got company picnics, they've got money to spend, they're looking for things to spend it on, they're looking for fulfillment, for fulfillment teams, and boom, there we were as a great option. And they loved it. These corporate corporations, these companies, they loved it. They bought in, they dug it, and they bought annually. So at that moment where we find these additional value adds to the client, what happens is we have to reallocate our limited resources. I am an only guy. I'm, there's me and then my employees. And so I had to reshuffle myself from driving all around the city in all the city areas, uh, the little towns outside the city. I had to say, I have to stop this. So I started shutting stands down that weren't profitable so that I could focus more of my time in stocking those stands that were and then doing more events. In one year, I think we did 200 events. And so that is the reallocation of your limited resources, right? That's the tension of all businesses. Where do we put our resources? Wherever we can make the most money. So strong insights are pivot moments where it 
obviates our product service and the providing of value to a customer in a different way than the competition is doing. So I knew through SEO what companies were looking for, right? It was shaved ice parties, uh, shaved ice at corporate events, birthday parties, options, things to do at a birthday party. So I started optimizing for those things. And guess what? It worked. And so we're always staying in front of the competition, right? The competition is going to see their market share shrink. They're going to kind of see us in more places. And so it's always this tension. It's always this battle. It's always this hunt, this continual hunt for new value. So if you're an innovator like me, that came natural for me. That's a natural thing. I'm always looking for how can I get addition, additional cash flows. And so if that's not... Uh, natural to you, you have to find ways to develop that in yourself. Here's another example. So I, we work with a software company and we've got this package, our SEO package. We know all the touch points that we want to deal with, right? With the three P's of marketing, you're dealing with place, product, and promotion. Running a great business isn't easy, right? You're dealing with the fulfillment, actually doing what you tell customers you're going to do. The acquisition of new clients, push and pull, or we call hard calling. Are they coming in through our website? How are we getting these new clients into the pipeline? When we acquire them, are we keeping them? Do we have a high churn, right? And then, of course, monetization, running your business properly at a profit. And then having some type of leanness in the system where we're producing an MVP product at the best cost to ourselves. So there's a lot involved here. So the three P's of marketing, when you have someone like a agency that comes alongside of you, really they're kind of trying to take on that promotion piece of the business. So here's an example, right? We work with a, a software company and we have this SEO strategy, right? We're, we got all of these touch points that we hit. And I'm thinking to myself, I know we're going to need to change it. I just don't know yet. So we're doing the competitive intelligence report. We're figuring out who they are. And they're trying to be many things, right, to many people. So there's several different layers we're looking at. Large companies, mid companies. We're looking at their clients. We're looking at their clients' clients. So we're looking at Bs. We're looking at Cs. We're looking at conglomerates. We're looking at a ton of stuff trying to identify a strategy. I knew it would come to me, right? Because that, that's just what creativity is. It's connecting these unique points that we're looking at. And so I, I knew that I could be creative. I knew it would come to me. It happens all the time when you're, when you're thinking in your, when you're minding your own business, right? And so I get a call. It's crazy. I get a call at the beginning of the day. And this, this other software developer is pitching me his software so that I will pitch it to my clients. And you know what? I dug his software. I thought many of my clients could actually benefit from that. I thought, why isn't he just calling the business owners, right? So I kept probing them. And it really made sense. We're the ones that had built hundreds of people's websites. We're kind of like the gatekeeper at the end of the day, what gets purchased and what doesn't get purchased. And we think it's a good deal. And and so it's hard for him to reach out to the hundred different web sites and then you get a, a business owner that buys in but then you don't get a web developer that buys in and so what he said is he just goes to the agencies and lets them pitch his service i kept pro probing him to try to try to figure out what his job description was right and you know what i finally got it out of him it's channel development 
I knew right away for our software company that we didn't need to backdoor Google like we usually do, work on domain rating, work on URL uh, rating, work on press releasing super hard content. We have to do all those those things. I just thought we were going to have to do them a whole lot harder and a, hot, a whole lot better for this client. What I realized is that if my team focuses on channel development, we would win the day for this client. And let me make that make sense to you. So they had a free business page already available on their website. They had a free asset. It was huge. And so this free claim your business page was something that their clientele would absolutely find value in. Well, guess what? Their clientele are agents and their agents are lined up underneath agencies. So I thought to myself, you know what? Instead of really trying to backdoor Google, let's front door Google. Let's call all these agencies and get them to pitch our product. What's our product? A free business page for their agents. So if we've got thousands of people that we're outreaching and they're building content into our site because our software developer made it where they can build these robust SEO-friendly pages, right? That matters. So we've got all the content on these pages that are, is needed for them to rank well. We just channel develop. We call the agencies. They pitch it down to the agents. The agents come and build content on our website. And boom, we've got content developers all across the country. And now we've got an SEO strategy because we've got these great pages that are ranking at the local inside niche keyword spaces. And boom, our strategy was almost complete. So that's strategy, innovation, creativity, and I know we've covered a lot, the growth horizon strategy, innovation, a couple of my own examples, eventually the reallocation of your resources. But let's finish this with a thousand foot view. Why does any of this matter? Because the competition is on your trail. They've got hounds. They're sniffing out what you're doing, just like you were sniffing out what they're doing. And when you take a part of the market, guess what? They lose part of the market. So it's all about better patterns. Patterns being combinations, permutations, acts, characteristics. We change our patterns. We iterate. We stay alive and we mind our own business. And then we think through our platform, which is your product, your service, your technology, your system. So we're looking for compliments, right? Better patterns and how they affect our platform. And through all of this, we're going to iterate our business model, right? That structure behind your organization, creating, delivering, and capturing value. Because that's what's going to keep us in business. If you've got any questions, I would love to answer them. Once again, this is William with the Digital Marketing Lab podcast, and this today was for business owners. Have a great Friday. Hey guys, just a few quick things before you go. First, if you've been enjoying the Digital Marketing Lab podcast, please hit subscribe on your podcast device or share it with a friend. Second, if you have any questions that you'd like to hear discussed on the show, please reach out to us. William at NoZakConsulting.com or Dave at NoZakConsulting.com. And last, but certainly not least, we are now accepting speaking invitations. 
If you have a conference or trade show coming up and you need a guest speaker, please reach out to William at nozakconsulting.com. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you.